there but for the grace of God. (laughs) (laughs) And here we go. Oh my God, dude. (laughs) Hello and welcome to another meeting of the After School Anime Club. My name is your... My my name is... (laughs) I'm off balance, folks. I'm all out of sorts. It's Max Newland. I'm your host. We're just gonna keep Some things change, some things don't. Yeah, we're just gonna go with it. Who cares, you know? Has something changed within you? Is something not the same? Yeah, something changed within me. I've got there's a new actor playing Max Newland today. Um and this is the accent he's using. No! No! Joining me today, as always, are my two very good friends. She'll do anything to get famous, including dancing with a cat. It's Stevie Matos. I would. Actually, I would. <laughs> Hello. And he doesn't know the difference between a donut and a dumpling. It's Max Kostrak. It's true that I just call everything donuts and it works. Nobody's corrected me. I don't think anybody would if you did that. Because we'd all be very worried well, about nobody you. Nobody corrected these people. My <laughs> literal God. I what I, I double took. I I literally did a real life double take when I saw that. We'll get there. We'll get there. It's the smallest of our worries, I feel like. Should we address the the dub, the the, what is happening today and why our Sailor Moon discussion is going to be um, overall just a little disjointed? Yeah. Yesterday or last week, we did an episode where we were all like really positive about how fun Sailor Moon is and how like surprisingly high quality of a TV show it is and like relatable consistently good consistently good yeah. like all of it very fun uh we subjected ourselves like i mentioned at the end of the last episode we subjected ourselves to the deke dub from 1995 the canadian production uh i did not know what i was getting us into and i'd like to issue a public apology <laughs> yeah we stepped into the mirror verse and it was the worst <laughs> yeah <laughs> this does align us however with the initial sort of like idea of this show this is how sailor moon was initially brought to yep. the west to the u.s and i think you know I-, I mentioned that i watched this with rachel and this is this is where she you know was introduced to sailor moon she was like it's serena it's andrew she's naming the characters this is yeah. how she experienced that and i think it's the same for for a lot of people yeah this right. is the yeah. thing that lots of north american kids fell in love with so so the, the the pro of it is that we get to see there are huge differences. And I think the pro of us going back and like watching the origin, like the OG North American version, this episode kind of like helps us understand how and like what totally. it was that like totally. people got into as kids. Right. Because I did not. And I will get into later as to why I feel justified and why I did not as a nine-year-old um but yeah it's it's interesting to see it at the same time even though the whole time i was going what the shit like constantly constantly going what the shit what and then just furiously we have so much to talk about we so much to talk about do we have a game first yes yes we do have a game and i was thank you for giving me that runway because i was looking i was searching for it i was i was taxiing (laughs) searching for landing here you are just the runway keeps extending though (laughs) what i extended for you and now you're running out into the road and there's traffic i'm just i'm just here being that really cool like that what that one cool dude with the with the light sticks that just like vogues down yeah. the runway. Just, just sort of casually voguing. waving one to the side. You don't even have both up. I'm just voguing with one light stick. 
So I have a pretty interesting game for us today. It's not a new one, um, but it is one that I found really, really, really fun um, last time we played it. And I thought it was, yeah. I thought it would be a really good okay. time to bring it back. Um, you, you, it's not, it's not banned for life. You, you don't have to, Damn. I'll just take that pressure <laughs> off you right now. Um, but it is a game that we call fact or fan fiction. Yes! 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 This is a good one. Okay, I'm keeping score. We were so good at this. Let's go. Yeah, you, you guys are really good at Factor Fan Fiction. Um, I tried to make it a little more challenging than last time. Um, and here's the deal. The Sailor Moon TV show follows the manga fairly well. So what we're dealing with here is side stories. That's what I searched up. Is not, not direct, like, main chapter manga stories. Okay. We're talking about side stories. And that pairs very well with the fan fiction. Because usually those are things that are either outside of canon or, sep or in some way separate. Okay. okay. So the rules are, uh, for those of just as a refresher, I have six plots here. Three of which are fan fiction and three of which are from the Sailor Moon manga. And you two working together have to determine which one is which. And if you win, then I wear the cone of shame for the rest of the episode. And if yep. you win, or, or if I win, then, uh, you know, you just have to deal with that knowledge that you weren't good enough to beat me. <laughs> no, we'll, we'll never forget. No, no you'll we never don't forget. Usually forget. No. You won't forget everything that came out of your mouth as soon as you finish saying it. You'll, you'll remember forever. <laughs> I definitely no. remember everything that's happened on the six, seven, six episodes <laughs> that we've done so far. Yeah, absolutely. I don't. I don't listen to those to the to the episodes, and and I'm I'm never pleasantly surprised by anything that I said in the episodes because I remember exactly down mm. to the second what i said like autark severian i have perfect memory over everything that happens to me what if do you guys i'm 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 narrow casting to people who have read gene wolf but it would be very funny if severian had a podcast i think anyway this is an anime podcast this is factor fan fiction are you ready to play let's Always. go let's go scenario number one after the defeat of Queen Beryl, the Sailor Warriors return to normal lives with no memory of the event or their abilities. When mysterious deaths start occurring all over Tokyo, Luna finds herself forced to revive Sailor Moon. The young heroine, not wanting to spread the burden of her responsibility to her friend, resolves to face this new enemy alone. Hmm. The fact that this takes place after the defeat of Queen, of Queen Beryl, Beryl makes yeah. me think fan fiction, but I don't know. What do you think, Steve? Like, I'm thinking it sounds like it sounds very developed, and there's a part of me that feels like there is a point where there is a new villain in like the Sailor Sailor Moon universe, like in the actual series that I can recall. Mm -hmm. I feel like the internet zeitgeist has like introduced me to like anti Sailor Sailor Scouts or something. Um, so I feel like, I feel like it's fact, but I could also but, go with it being fan fiction because of the general the deaths. That's, I think yeah, that's, that's, that's my thing. That's, that's the thing. I'm like <laughs> the deaths. People usually don't die. The yeah, show has not had a high body count so far. <laughs> no, not like, not of anybody important. No. So I, nah, mm, 
maybe it's just a good writer. I'm gonna go with fan fiction because yeah, people don't usually just die in manga unless it's like an intense manga. But this is not intense in that way. I'm hearing two for fan fiction. Are we sticking with Let's that? Let's do it. Thinking. I'm thinking. Yeah. That was Going It Alone by Cassienda, um, who is a very prolific okay, fan fiction okay. writer for Sailor Moon in particular. I found a lot of Cassienda's stories while I was researching fan this game. Fan fiction is fiction. They're a writer. It is. It is. You're a writer. You better. Come on, let's go. All right, scenario number two. An unusual snowstorm hits Tokyo, and the Sailor Guardians discover that the evil princess Snow Kaguya caused it as part of her plan to encase the entire Earth in solid ice. Meanwhile, Luna falls in love with a human astrologer whose girlfriend is an astronaut about to go into space. <laughs> is this fact or fan fiction? Gut checked, I feel like this is fact. What do you think, Stevie? This, no, this feels like fact because of just, honestly, because of the way the monsters operate, I just, this feels like fact. Like, they don't want to do anything but be chaotic. This feels like fact. Final answer. Well, yeah. all right, so we're going with fact, and guess what? This is a real story from the Sailor Moon Ooh. manga. Come Hell on. yeah. Come on. This is The Lover of Princess Kaguya, which was featured as a side story in, I believe, volume 11. I, okay. I didn't write that part down. But yes, this was a side story of Sailor Moon. So there you go. Okay. All right. All right. Scenario number three. Usagi, sick of the will they or won't they atmosphere of her relationship with Tuxedo Mask, goes to a love guru to learn how to win his heart. Unbeknownst to her, Mamoru, also feeling frustrated by the lack of romance between himself and Usagi when she's not Sailor Moon, is also seeking advice. Is this a real story from the Sailor Moon manga, or is it the creation of a fan? It would be a really good story either way, I feel like. Yeah, I'm actually interested. I just feel like, okay, I don't... Okay, I feel like it's fan fiction, because I feel like everybody ship serena and tuxedo mass specifically even though i think the actual dynamic is sailor moon and tuxedo mask this feels like fan fiction to me i'll agree with that let's i let's, still love triangle setup i don't know it feels like it feels like that's what it gut is. check it, fan it feels like fan fiction let's it let's feels see like what we fan got fiction. Mm -hmm. <laughs> feels like fan fiction and hey you know what your feelings are leading you in the right direction <laughs> I, I'm afraid that this is a superpower that both of us have. It scares me. We shouldn't be good at this. That was the unintentional seduction of Chiba Mamoru by Flora One. And uh, you are correct. There is so much fucking tuxedo mask slash Sailor Moon romance fix. There are, because I knew it would be a dead giveaway if all three of them were that, but I could have made all three <laughs> yeah. of them that very no, easily. No, because I just, I just feel like, I, I feel like when I was actually like into fan fiction and honestly, I was not looking for Sailor Moon fan fiction, but I was on websites where they just have lots of anime fan fiction. Constant relationship, like romance fan fics between Sailor Moon and Tuxedo Mask or Serena and Tuxedo Mask or something. I didn't even know that Andrew was a person in this. No, in this I had no idea about Andrew until I started seeing it because of all of the shipping that people do between Serena and Tuxedo Mask. So I was like, nah. Okay, this next one is going to throw you for a loop and, and you'll understand okay. why before I'm done with the first sentence. Okay. Okay. This okay. is number number four. In an alternate universe, the grown-up Sailor Guardians are all married and living a quiet family life. That is, until their daughters develop Sailor powers as well. 
The young girls awakened to their destiny by a pink cat must work together to destroy a rabbit-shaped meteor that threatens all life on Earth. Is this a real story from the Sailor Moon manga, or did I find it on AO3? <laughs> my, again, the following my, my, following my Kokoro, I feel like... This is this is real. This is from the manga. This is like a little side story because it feels so complex to like to yeah. do this entire AU as a fan fiction. And yeah. I, I don't know where it would go. I was my only. So when you said the kids have superpowers, my first thought was, what about the chibi Sailor Moon chibi, whatever her name is? Well, we'll get to her. I know she's not she's not showing up yet, but like that one but then you said rabbit shaped meteorite and i was like this better not be a tenchi crossover you of all people would have found the tenchi crossover <laughs> oh no i filtered fiction. out the crossovers i filtered them out when i was looking this stuff oh, oh. okay okay hint. okay good hint okay okay so it's not a tenchi sailor moon crossover because i was like rabbit shaped is it cabot shaped um, <laughs> maybe i don't know <laughs> I, yeah i feel like i'm with max then it's, it feels too complex and thought out to be a fan fiction i'm sorry to fanfic writers out there um, I'm not saying that you can't think of complex plots. This is, sounds like there's a lot of moving parts. Sorry. That came from the mind of Naoko Takeuchi herself. That was indeed nice. a real story. That was from, that's called Parallel yes. Sailor Moon. It was written to celebrate the year nice. of the rabbit. Ah, so, well, hey, oh, there we go. Hey, there's that rabbit sheet meteorite. I love that. Hey. All right. Okay. Here we go. We got another one coming in hot for you. Stalked by an evil alien. Mamoru Chiba, that's Tuxedo Mask's uh, human alter ego, attempts to throw her off his trail the only way he knows how, by pushing forward with his romantic attentions for Usagi. Will she realize that the man she loves is also the smug jerk who suddenly professed his feelings for her out of nowhere? Is that a real story or is that fan fiction? <laughs> this is tough. Uh, you said that you were only going to have... Well, no, you didn't say you were only going to have one of these. There are a lot really? of them. That's what makes this. There's, there yeah. are so many. Yeah. I could have very easily made it all three, but I figured that would all be too easy them. for you guys. Yeah. This feels this feels like a fan fiction. I just uh, I agree with you, I Stevie. This feels just, like a fan fiction. It feels fiction like a fan fiction. Come on. She likes the Andrew guy. I really thought I was making this more challenging. Um, <laughs> Hell. Yes, another. We're going to get another yes. clean sweep. We got one more. We got this. And another one. And another one. Yeah, yeah. Let's go. That was Anything to Protect You, also by Cassienda, who, again, prolific author in the Sailor Moon fan community. Shout outs to Cassienda. Though, I don't know if I could, Again, I did not read any of these, so th theoretically no shout outs to Cassienda. <laughs> Your include the inclusion of your fic in the anime club uh, game is is not an endorsement. <laughs> uh, I rescind my former statement about the terrorist group ISIL. It turns out you do not have to hand it to them. Uh, all right, here we go. Uh, this is the last story. Chibiusa is jealous of her friends who seemingly live a normal life compared to hers. When they decide to visit a brand new thrift store in town, they get dragged into a whirlwind adventure to save its owner from going out of business. Aww. Oh. If you've been keeping track, I mean, this one requires yeah. no thought. This yeah. is real. This is yeah. facts. This is facts. Because it's like Chibi. It's Chibiusa. 
That cute. it felt like a whole developed plot and not something yeah. that was specifically trying to like evoke a certain relationship. Yeah, yes. there you go. That's yes. that's a real manga. That's the secret of Hammer Price Hall. It's from a whole book of Chibiusa stories and. That sounds cute. Chibiusa, by the way, um, a character who we'll meet later. She's Sailor Moon's descendant from the future. Don't worry about it too much. Cool. <laughs> yes. So maybe someday like... we'll get some of this plot. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's the game. You guys kicked my pants off this time. Great job. Put the hat on. I'm going to, I'm going to get <laughs> the hat. Put it on. I'll be right back. Get it. Put it on. Okay, I have the hat on. It makes me talk like this. Oh, I forgot he has to do the voice. <laughs> I'll summon up the strength it takes to fight through it and sound normal. Thank you. You're, you're a true pro. I don't Thank think we you. say that enough. No. You don't? <laughs> we don't. <laughs> Sorry. I couldn't keep that up for more than a second. Um, thank you. Uh, but anyway, if I kept that on, you know, it would be a real shame because the next thing is I have to talk for two minutes about what the hell just happened sure. to us? We have to listen to that. <laughs> okay. We do. Okay. Yeah. I'm so ready. So, uh, yeah, we watched episodes three and four, I guess, of Sailor Moon. Not of the original Japanese run. Episodes <laughs> no. three and four of the Deke dub. From 1995. Don't really match up to the Japanese no. uh, air. Anything. Not even a little bit. <laughs> okay, no. here we go. Episode three deals with the dangers of low self-esteem and poor body image. After gaining half a pound, Usagi goes on an extreme diet. When her classmates notice Miss Haruna looking unusually svelte, they decide to join the same gym as her to see if they can get similar results. The new trainer, Jed, puts them on an extreme regimen that ends with a stint in a mysterious and obviously evil relaxation pod. Take a wild guess at what those things do. Dizzy with hunger, Serena fantasizes about having a supportive boyfriend like, uh, Andrew, who takes her out for lunch. With her strength renewed, she hits the gym even harder, but Luna interrupts her spin class to warn her about Jedi's evil plan. What follows is the series' first actual fight, Sailor Moon versus the evil trainers. A stray dumbbell frees everyone's energy before her tiara attack saves the day once more. The show ends with a quick Sailor Says segment about the dangers of crash dieting. In episode four, everyone wants to be famous. Umino, uh, Melvin, shows off his knowledge on Saffron, a local celebrity, and urges Serena to pursue stardom just like her. Speaking of Saffron, she's the focus of Jedi's new scheme. Serena's lack of coordination proves to be an obstacle to her burgeoning fame, and she launches a new plan to exploit her talking cat. Suddenly, a shiny blue demon attacks Saffron in her shower, stealing her likeness to hype up an evil star search competition led by you know who. Ever the voice of reason, Luna has major misgivings about the contest, and the next day all anyone can talk about is their upcoming big break. The day of the contest arrives, and it's pretty obvious what's going on. The evil blue demon reveals herself to Serena, who runs and hides before transforming. Even as Sailor Moon, the blue demon has her on the ropes. And when it looks like all is lost, Tuxedo Mask shows up and, hey, ring the bell, he actually did something this time. Not a lot, though. Moon Tiara Vaporize, the end. We all learn a lesson about the futility of seeking fame. Uh, be a star in your own life. <laughs>
love how you just dropped the voice. Yeah. <laughs> like, no, this shit's weird, dude. <laughs> just really ran out of steam. <laughs> yeah. Just ran out of steam I mean, at the end. Because, I mean, there's so much... Okay, there's just so much here. Um, there's just, so much. <laughs> the one thing that I really liked was that we got the the English dub of the opening song because I did remember yes. that and hey, this I this thing is catchy as hell. Can it's I good. just I say I twerked in the living room. I was so about that shit. I was I was, I was humming this thing while I was doing, you know, housework today. I was walking around like, I'm feeling this. So actually I will say I do have something positive to say. I have a couple of positive things to say. Yeah, oh no, for me too. Yeah, I do too. I think the music in this is good. I can't say Music slaps. It's hard for me to say it's better. I don't. Th- I think they're very different, like the the yeah. 1995 and the 2015 dub. But mm-hmm. I think the music is good and it's catchy. There are not a lot of tracks that they've created for this, but the ones that they do create are fun and bouncy, and the electronic feel of them kind of. I don't know. It 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 feels very energetic in a way that I like. Yes, yes, I liked it. I thought that was the thing I was looking forward to. So when I saw the first episodes, the like the episodes one and two that we reviewed last week, I was shocked to not have the to not have the lyrics. So I was like, ah. So then when we talked about how this was the uh, the 2015. Uh, dub and it was a different dub I was like oh that makes sense so when when that jump fired up and we got the fighting evil by moonlight I'm telling you I was absolutely nay naying and how about that title crawl in the beginning (laughs) Max let me find it you screen capped it for us let me just scroll up real quick (laughs) so ridiculous I think it might be on on my twitter yeah, you put I that personally on found that the name changes were good, but also funny because Melvin. Melvin's great. I'm fine Melvin with Melvin. Melvin fucked me all the way up. Melvin was great. Melvin is the perfect <laughs> name for that character. Look, that's a hey, that's a Melvin. That's definitely a Melvin. Like that's that a Melvin was the thing. That's a Melvin through and through. Did Died you know in the that whole Melvin? Melvin is a regional slang term for a wedgie. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. So it fits even better, really. That's perfect. I'm so sorry for making that noise on my microphone. I'm hey, so, it's fine. I wasn't ready. It. I'm so sorry. So Melvin's voice actor is doing kind of a Jerry Lewis impression, which feels woefully out of date for the target audience. Man, the the accents in this. The accents are so fucking got, crazy, dude. We got Luna using like RP or something. Dude, All of Serena's little girlfriends are from, the, from three different boroughs. Like, what is this? Luna straight up sounds like she's doing like a fairy godmother kind of thing. That's the vibe yeah. I got. Kind of a yeah. nag too. Yeah. Yeah. Luna sucks. Luna seems sucks. like an old lady. They're playing her like like her nanny or whatever in this, rather than her like partner. Yeah, like more like 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 less of her. Yeah, less of her partner. More like her. Not even like her trainer because I feel like the new Luna is more like trying to be helpful and like this yes. one's like. You need to do your homework. And it's like, what? Shut like, up. I'm not You're playing cat. Persona 5. I do not need a right. cat telling me to, to <laughs> settle down and stop doing things. Yeah, no. Excuse me, Luna. If I want to, I don't know, jump into somebody's brain while being a shapeshifter. Don't tell me to go to see bed. my masquerade. Don't tell me to go to bed. God. Which Luna, I feel like it's kind of at odds with the rude drawing she does of Serena at the at the beginning it's of episode so 3. Mean. It's yeah. so mean. 
She deserves to get that band-aid put back on her little moon. I, I think this is the transition for us. Can we talk about this this episode conceptually and yeah. like the 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 message and and so, the the sort of disparity between what it is trying to say and some of the language <laughs> and imagery mm-hmm. it's using to get there. That was the thing. Like they had the opening thing that was like we're going to talk about the dangerous effects of dieting and and working out in a toxic way and then like the first thing was that she gained half a pound and she had a crisis i was like this is i see what you're trying to do here but it still smacks effect trying to make it relatable but it 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 comes off in a in a bad way oh it's real gross and they seed it throughout with that they like they keep banging on that drum where they're trying to say both you know you shouldn't hurt yourself to to change the way you look you shouldn't Mm -hmm. you shouldn't despise your own body so much that you do terrible things to yourself but also here's this funny image of serena becoming very fat yeah and like that's the thing it's like little pig faces around it and it's like yeah yeah. Hmm. really trying to have our cake and eat it too serena never has the realization that she's fine in her own body yeah that's that's right everybody else around serena is like serena you're fine serena it's half a pound eat like a normal person is essentially what they say you are 14 years old it's way too young for you to be worried about this you're you're bumming us all out (laughs) yeah you're hashing the vibe dude like like nobody but she never has the realization that she's fine so it's one of those things where it's like the message kind of gets lost because the uh-huh. person who needed to hear it never actually receives it in the totally. entire episode it's- and it ends with a mean prank related to that very insecurity yeah where she where he breaks the scale on yeah. purpose which was so shitty Ugh. which is very at odds again with all of the language and then they put like a little bow on it at the very end which i was guys i was so not ready <laughs> for the sailor says segments <laughs> i knew this was coming i began to scream <laughs> i hated it Ooh, but it's like it, so you're referencing sailor says right so the, yeah, uh, the yeah, episode yeah, yeah. There is this didactic moment where they come in and they're like, well, for the American kids, we better tell them the lesson um, so we can technically classify this as edutainment. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's very much like Sonic coming in at the end. And yes. You not I was to just about drugs. to say, <laughs> yeah. this is like, this was in every kid's show. I feel like every in, cartoon in did America. this. G.I. Joe yeah. did this. Mm-hmm. And this was like, I really think this is some, I bet we could go back and find out this is somehow like how some of these studios got funding or something. Oh, surely. Been because it was so they did this. They did this in the, both of the episodes. They had these Sailor Says like segments. And I was like, so you took away because I'm going to go through and I'm going to watch the ones that we watched on on accident last week. I'm going to watch that version of these two episodes later. It's going to be hard to. And, oh, it's going to be it's, hard. But it's gonna, extremely edited. Yeah, it's so edited because I'm sitting here like. How how much did you cut from the original for you to have to put this back in in this way? Mm-hmm. Because like you were worried that the actual overarching message was going to get lost. But you had to just say it to us like this because like yeah. you must have took out a considerable amount of the episode for you to re- for you for to sure. think that we for lost sure. the theme. You know what I mean? Yeah. And I, I want to go back to that edit for a second because. To reveal here, I had a little bit of extra time before we recorded. I went back and watched the first episode of the Deke dub as well. Okay. Um, and I wanted to report back 
there's an entire different beginning to this show. Really? S sorry? Where they set up and tell you the story beforehand. Um, and it go it talks about an ancient moon civilization and Whoa. Queen Serenity. And they set up the evil Queen Beryl. And then wow. they introduce the idea that we see in this episode that we're going to have to talk about of the Nega Force. They also oh. name drop the silver crystal and the wand and the cats. Huh. And, and like... For anyone who knows a lot about the story and what actually happens in it, they spoil a shit ton of it. And then they're like, here's the context for the show. Wow. That's outrageous. That's wild. So they really That's set this up wild. as a monster of the week and tried to like, hey, here is everything we need for the kids to have context. Can we pause Got just it. a second, guys? Yeah. You don't have to pause your recordings. I just need to go attend to something. I'll be right back. Okay. Okay. <laughs> is that okay real quick matt you would keep that in the recording is that how he greets everybody is that it because listeners you if you don't know cat? that's how newland starts every one of our discord calls i love it i'm not in no way making fun of him it's it's, it's very it's, good it's, it's it, yeah it's just Hello? it's delightful but now i am curious if that is how newland interacts on a professional basis as well i'm just imagining like opening up a zoom call i'm gonna do that as one of my sales calls tomorrow <laughs> Hello? <laughs> you guys having fun? <laughs> All right. Well, so you'll, you'll find that in the edit, Max. Ah, so a little peek behind the curtain. Um, let's get back on stage with this fucking episode of Sailor Moon. It's very interesting that you, you mentioned there's all this stuff about like the Silver Crystal and the Negaforce because I feel like Queen Beryl and Jadeite had their roles like significantly reduced. Yeah, they did. From what we and, saw. And you said Jadeite. Okay, thank you for saying Jadeite because it's Jedite. Yeah, they call him Jedite. I don't know what the fuck and is they, up with that. And, and I just went, Jed. I'm Jed. <laughs> I'm Jed. <laughs> I'm Jed. He's Jed, folks. <laughs> Jed. 2020 presidential candidate, Jed. And he's so cute. Oh my God, Jed. <laughs> so also they done they've done a lot of like really crazy um visual edits on this show too. Oh. For example, they've thrown in these very frenetic transitions. Uh 100% fucking Clarissa explains it all ass. Yeah. Like these these, <laughs> these image swaps, the flip transition, man, I hadn't seen that in a very it's long time. It's not just a flip transition either like where the the whole screen flips around to show the new thing. Yeah. But in the background there is that very like 90s like either crayon on the wall or or arcade yeah. carpet pattern like very yeah. like almost like ne next door to vaporwave sort of vibe that we're getting. <laughs> and the and the moon and the stars stars flying in animation yeah. flying in and out animation that thing that's so weird and i was just like why did you do this and they do a lot so of much them. time on doing this and some of what? because of the the copious amounts of cuts some of these scenes last like 45 seconds less than that i i i am fairly certain i remember a 10 second scene with two of these wild ass animations in between it i caught that in episode 4 where there was like mm. there was some there was some scene where like it's when they cut to what's her name, okay in the bath, the pop star or whatever. I think or something, but there was like it was something, or maybe it had Melvin in it. It was some episode where it was like the kids. It was some episode, one scene where it was like all the kids, and like it seemed like they cut it when there was still plot 
to be discussed because like it seemed mm, like it was cut off in edited. the middle of somebody's yeah i was like heavily edited. i was like oh you clearly cut that in the middle of a sentence that is weird we just got to get enough in here so that the sailor says makes sense at the end guys yeah because like they would they would edit in the middle of storytelling beats and i'm yeah, like this totally. is this is strange. There are even some where they're, they're throwing away lines as the transition goes off. It's very funny. Yeah, exactly. Funny. It's very, very weird. And it's very funny. I was like, huh? This is crazy. And so, yeah. Okay. So I felt as though the negaverse was not in the, the negaverse was a new thing. And I really, I wrote that. Fully like, invented, I, like, I believe, for, for this show. I believe sense. in the original, they are, they're gathering this energy to attempt to resurrect an ancient queen, which is basically yeah. like an, an ancient evil force and doesn't get i think like personified very well it's just part of the plan but they Got just it. instead simplified it to the negaverse right okay and like it seems as though from the fourth episode that maybe like the whole thing is like giving queen barrel the ability to put the earth into the negaverse mm, yeah, yeah so yeah. she can rule it but it's extremely still, vague plans it's oh yeah no it's it's strong underwear gnomes uh business yeah. strategy here it's it's one collect energy, energy two uh, and then three profits like that's literally what it is like it's the same same setup i was that was the thing also the thing that obviously made me pop off in the discord it's not a donut not everything is a donut okay they do the thing that um <laughs> listeners if you were around for this that they did in pokemon where they they call what are obviously essentially just some japanese foods um, like a steamed bun or um, a rice ball or an onigiri or something, and essentially saying like, no, this is a donut instead, because our dumbass American children will only understand the food that they eat. It really yes. makes me feel like Picard in that episode, the There Are Four Lights. You know what I mean? Like, it really <laughs> makes me feel like I'm, I'm being Stop made. Stop saying donut! Yeah, the, sh the show is gaslighting me. <laughs> It was. I was like, because that was the thing. It was like, he called her meatball head and then was like, oh, maybe I should call you donut head because all the donuts you eat. And then I looked at it and Sorry, I was like, that doesn't burn. look like a donut. And then she donuts. threw it and it was clearly a steamed bun. It had a paper on the bottom and everything. And I was like, <laughs> what? What kind of donut is this? What kind of donut? Yeah, I'm like, is that, is that supposed to be a, is that supposed to be like a, I don't know, is that supposed to be like a punchki or something? Like, was, By the way, was the implication that she stole that from a child? I liked, oh, I nearly wrote that down. I like how she was so hungry, but also so weak that she couldn't steal a donut from a baby. Because she tried to ask for it, and the kid, like, screamed and ran away. He runs away. <laughs> then, and this is the weird thing. Then she fantasizes, she, she runs into Andrew, right? Fantasizes <laughs> about. Oh, my God. Having a big steak. Have a big steak. And, and then he does invite her to lunch. A big lunch. I do think it's nice that. Part of her fantasy is dating a man who doesn't care what she eats. You deserve that, Usagi. Yes, that is actually, that is mm -hmm. positive. That's and positive. Max clipped one of the funniest clips I've ever seen from an anime. <laughs> I am absolutely posting this on Twitter underneath the episode. Please go. If you are listening, please drop what you're doing and go watch it. It's watch amazing. It. What should I do? Have a big steak. Get like you a so man good. who tells you to have a big steak and French fries. <laughs> have a big steak and French fries. <laughs> I'm just in awe of this. this. This episode, I was just yeah. I I it's one of those ones where I had to pause every minute or so just to like 
furiously write something down or, or step away from the computer for a moment to pace around and, and just think <laughs> about what was happening. It was a lot of me throwing myself like against the back of the couch, just going, what? What? Like the whole time. <laughs> I, just, I just couldn't. I was shouting at God. I was like, for why? <laughs> what, in, what inspired you? We haven't even really talked about Molly. Molly's accent. Is that accent. the one from Brooklyn? Is that the is that the short hair brunette? Molly's doing like a Shirley Temple after twenty years of chain smoking pack a day shit. Yeah. What is up, yeah. guys? What was the direction on this, or did you just get shoved into his sound booth and given given a script? I mean, yeah, because it's just it's so wild to me. Like I I wrote that like it's like it's a combination of the accents that they gave the middle schoolers, but also the dialogue, like the way that they dubbed it, um, or the way they western they did the the translation and then they did the localization for it. I wrote that like. They, I got the impression, especially in episode four, when they're talking about the, you know, when it's a star search kind of thing, they, they come off as a lot younger than they, yeah, than yeah. I, than they were in the original. And like, like it's, it's mostly because they, and it's, I'm specifically thinking about the fight between Serena and oh, Molly. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, when they're, when they're doing uh when they're singing to the the really awesome like paula abdul-esque like <laughs> theme song remix karaoke track because i really loved it um but they're like really childish which is saying something they're 14 so that's me projecting a little but yeah like her weird accent and then she's kind of a jerk oh yeah why is Rita friends with her she kind of sucks it was um <laughs> It was pretty funny the way they worked around. Now I wa- I don't know what the song they're singing is in the in the like Japanese version. Oh no! But, I, yeah, this is so funny yeah, though. Wanna it's, know, they're wanna singing know. the theme yeah. song of the TV show. Like that's going to be their American Idol performance. But because Sailor Moon is not like famous yet in real life, like nobody knows who Sailor Moon is. They just kind of trail off when they get to that part of the song. Yeah, it, yeah. it's fantastic because I was on the edge of my yeah. seat. I'm like, are they going to say Sailor Moon? Yeah, same. I was like, wait, is this like, or is are they going to say Sailor V? I was like, what are they going to use? That would make sense. Like, that would, I think yeah. that would, that's a lot more foresight than what went into the actual um, right. decisions behind what they decided to do with this show. Right, because I was just like, oh, oh, and the little brother like interrupts, and I was like, okay, well, at least you establish a little brother a little bit more, which is fine. Also, after the argument, and like Serena comes downstairs and is like, I'll never be famous, and then gets excited. I like how the exchange is like Serena's really wired and runs off, and her dad's like, did she have sugar today? <laughs> like, like she's six. I'm like, I did what? like the treatment of the parents. I thought the parents were funny in Me this. Me too. Mm-hmm. Me too. I like how they were more than just like props. Yeah. The joke about mom in the very first episode is kind of funny how she has like that very, uh, uh, very, uh, strong personality divergence between being the nice mom and being the like punishing, you know, stern mom. And then dad is just kind of nice and nondescript. They, I think they did a good job of like, so if their mission was to fully remove this from its context as a Japanese cartoon, I think they kind of accomplished that for. I'll give them I'll give them a seven out of ten on it because the yeah, donut okay. thing the, is one the thing. donut problem as well as the the <laughs> amount of like Japanese text in the background that I was you could just oh my constantly God. clock. 
Crossroads Junior High School. Did you guys catch yeah. this? No. Yeah, they, they just pasted it over the name and it was yeah. there. What? Oh my god. Wow. Sheesh. Is that a Christian school? Crossroads <laughs> Junior High School. <laughs> oh, you know that's in Moorhead somewhere. Uh-huh. <laughs> uh, something else we should probably talk about is that the reason I was so, like, episode three about this is that what we watched as episode three is actually episode four in the Japanese run. Mm-hmm. What we watched as episode oh, four okay. is episode six in the Japanese run because they just skip number five and they number two all together. Around. Wow. And here, here's the weird thing with both the Japanese version and the English version and all this disparity here is we are still four episodes in. I really expected for the story to have like begun to develop by now. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And this, we are still in dead on Monster of the Week stuff when, you know, Rachel has a full collection of the Sailor Moon manga in the other room. I flipped through that first volume today. Chapter one is almost beat for beat episode one, what we watched and discussed in the last episode. Chapter two straight up introduces Sailor Mercury and moves the plot. Like this is, this is fully a creation of the anime. Got it. Okay. Huh. Interesting. All right. Yeah. Cause I'm like, I'm at this point where it's like, we, We've been seeing all of the Sailor Scouts that we have so far. Yes, um, they say their names in the theme song. They haven't shown up yet. In the intro, yeah, yeah they're getting yeah, called in the out. Intro. Roll yeah, call. and we haven't seen them yet. We haven't seen them at all. I, I and that's actually a thing that kind of surprised me because yeah. oh, yeah, I, same. I thought that they all went to the same school. So I was. That's one thing as somebody who's never seen it before. I really mm-hmm. thought they all that's went to the same school. That's what I figured school. as well. I, I think we would have at least gotten a hint by now. Like they could have yeah. done a teaser or like. You know, something. So, something like that. But no, 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 no. Right now, this yeah. is the Usagi, I am so sorry, the Serena show. The Serena show. Yeah, like, that's the thing. I'm just like, oh, oh, they don't go to the same school? That's interesting. I didn't, I, so I'm wondering when they're going to show up and how they're going to show up. And we're still following that same pattern episode to episode, too. I mean, we yeah. talked about this last time, but there's a problem. It reflects something, you know, larger. And then it's secretly a front for collecting energy. Right transformation sequence throwing the tiara sequence maybe tuxedo mask shows up and doesn't do anything we'll see right what did i oh i called him dare tuxedo mask that's what i called him <laughs> sorry no he Here did do something rose in a line uh, you you do gotta hand it to him for episode four because he does he does indeed save the day it's just that he chooses to like not finish saving the day you know what i mean like that, he, yeah, yeah i think no. he's trying mm-hmm. to to build sailor moon up but it feels it feels a little condescending honestly yeah like, yeah like he throws a rose he essentially like breaks one status effect or like you know interrupts <laughs> one enemy and then he's like you can do it and right. leaves before seeing the outcome of the fight he could At leave all. and then she dies what yeah. happens there <laughs> Yeah. See, this is why I know that all them tuxedo masks, like whatever in in our game, when you were like tuxedo mask is a little silly moon, I was like, nah, fake. Nah, fake. (laughs) Will these characters ever get developed? Yeah. Um. Oh. Oh. This is a fun thing that I really appreciated from episode four. So it's during when everybody's trying to show off their talents and like two dudes are like doing oh. doing athletic things. One guy with the one handed handstand, but the other guy is doing a V sit and he calls it a super stupid 
cruncher. So good. <laughs> yeah, nice, it, it, I think it's a cop and he's doing a handstand. And he's like, look at the trick I can do. And his friend gets on the floor and does a V-sit and is like, I can do a super stupid cruncher. And I'm like, why aren't they called that? Because that's what they deserve to be called. <laughs> that was the best. And also that Melvin's, Melvin being turned into a rock star, his only issue was that his outfit was not black. I was like, you better come on. Yeah, you know what? That's, yeah. That's you better fine. come on with these trans rights. They could have go. gone in a much grosser direction for a scene in which a young boy is made to dress in what is traditionally considered to be feminine clothing. Yeah, like, that could that have been, been way, way worse. worse. Yeah, for it could have sure. been way worse. Yeah, and I was like, oh, okay. <laughs> hey, can we talk about a moment that fully destroyed my brain? <laughs> yeah, dude, let's get <laughs> In episode four. Yes, we can. I mean, yes, just really, like, I had to go back and watch it because I wasn't sure. During the fight with this ice monster, um, Sailor Moon is is crawling underneath the seats in the theater. And there it's it's like a throwaway line. It's one second. It's something obviously just threw in there. But Sailor Moon turns to the camera and essentially asks the audience, like, hey, let me know if you see Luna. Like yeah! a fucking episode of Dora the fucking Explorer. <laughs> what? What? And then yeah. I want to follow up on this because when Luna pops into frame like 10 seconds later, Sailor Moon goes, oh, hello. Yeah, like <laughs> Was there was there some clause like okay we have to have the sailor says we also have to have it says here in the bullet points uh, a layer of audience interaction okay let's just have her say this can you find Luna where is Luna yeah (laughs) don't get hit by the ice monster can you see Luna this predates uh, Dora the Explorer and Blue's Clues and all those like Nick Jr. didn't really exist at this point Nickelodeon was still doing like you can't do that on television in this era. Yeah, mm. that's true. But it's still wild to me that it's just like she. Yeah, I saw that and I was like, why would you break the fourth wall? Who are you what talking to? Don't talk to me. I remember she did that. And I was like, what is that? I'm just Oops, watching you guys. Uh, I mean, like, what does yeah. that even mean? Like, what? It was so ridiculous. I was like, I thought that was to yourself, but the delivery fell flat. I'm so sorry. Also, while we're talking about this monster, like this, this dollar store mystique we've got going on here (laughs) (laughs) um so she kidnaps or she she impersonates a saffron gal by american psychoing her and and wrapping her up in a whip she mummifies her but then That's what she it seems turns like. around. Then, then it's ice powers. Yeah. And then it's There's ice, no consistency. But it's the same animation for the mouth thing. So I thought it was this gross web stuff again. And then she turned her, she froze her. And I was like, wait, can we decide? By the oh, way, I we don't check on Saffron at the no, end of this no. episode. Uh, yeah, I thought we did. That she yeah, pops I do. her head she, out like, of the top. She, she comes oh. up in the top and she's like, oh, okay. what a weird dream. And I'm I like, must have missed yeah. it. <laughs> they, do give her, uh, they do give her about five seconds. Yeah. She's like, oh, I must be working too hard or something like that. That's what she says. There is a thing, though, like the end of this fight with this this blue mixed up powers woman. Um, so Serena um, uses a, <laughs> the same attack she always does. Right. But yes. this time she calls it Moon Tiara Vaporize. I was going to ask. Is and that she like also a says specifically that she is going to banish this creature to the to the negaverse. Does she hmm. know any of that shit? 
Okay, so has anybody noticed? Okay, this is something that I want to get. Yes, and uh, yes, and did anybody also notice that when she transforms into Sailor Moon in these episodes, she has a bucket, like a bucket load more confidence, like yeah. out of the jump. Yeah, there's a little bit of a change there. The mm-hmm. whole like I'm gonna banish you, like insert bad pun after my transformation, and then like I've got this whole like arm choreography about whipping your ass and i was just like why are you confident you're not sure if i got yeah going back to the first time she transformed if all of a sudden i started like you know spontaneously getting new clothes and spinning around and experiencing magic i would be so shocked and surprised i would not have the wherewithal to pose at the end of it i would be (laughs) like screaming yeah what's happening yeah i do want to see a a a sort of like (laughs) i don't want to be transforming transformation like Um, what the fuck is happening uh so the what you want to watch then is kill a kill oh my god yeah Yeah. okay never mind got you kill a kill that happens in kill a kill yes it does that is essentially the basis of that whole show pretty much yes (laughs) why can my panties talk i hate it <laughs> essentially why do i have to do this every single episode to defeat a villain <laughs> this is annoying just put yourself on and let's go i'm For telling sure. you that animation lock man you know how many times i have died doing healing wind <laughs> this is why i told people never play dragoon but then they fixed dragoon so i don't know no and now and now and now we never and now healers never do lb3 until somebody tells us to because we know how long it takes no no i ain't risking my life you better wipe you better wipe (laughs) you won't get that rest that rest debuff you better leave me alone i'm gonna i'm good i'm gonna clip that now that i have the ability to make soundboards i'm gonna have stevie saying you better wipe yeah for uh for for listener reference newland is is has access to some new technology yeah. that allows I'm using this power judiciously on our show. I will only use yeah. it for good. I promise. It's no, my promise you to you. Yeah, I don't you that. ever fucking lie to me like that ever again. <laughs> don't you ever lie to me like Come that. On, what do you guys think? Come on. I'm just a, I'm just a little podcast. Oh, <laughs> who me? Who? <laughs> Don't you, don't you dare, ooh, me, Doolin. That allows you to get away with anything, uh. including murder. <laughs> <laughs> uh, one, one last thing about Sailor Moon and her fight. Uh, she actually does have a fight in episode three, Newland, you mentioned. Oh, yeah. yeah in yeah. the summary, she actually punches somebody. She kicked I, ass. It, it surprised the hell out of me. I was like, what? where was this person? She jump kicked somebody in the jaw. I was like, three times. Yeah, <laughs> that was actually a really funny edit where they just like the kick was like king, 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 and I was like, we saw we saw this frame already. Yeah. You can move on, but that was funny. You They're know, really proud ass. of it. They were they were? I, I thought it was very funny that one of the evil trainers was attacking her, like wielding a dumbbell as a weapon. <laughs> yes, that's such a that good was weapon. cool and on so brand. Um, <laughs> if you're gonna go evil and create an evil gym that that sucks the life out of people yeah go ahead and use a dumbbell as a weapon you might as well yeah you should might as well i love villains here's a question that's worth asking what the fuck is that basement for when the gym is not evil because i don't know like did did, 
Did Jadeite build an evil gym or did Jadeite just find a gym and say, I'm going to make this evil. I'm going to create an environment that is so toxic. Maybe it was a normal basement. They just put I the feel pods like it in. was. Yeah, I feel like it was a normal basement and then they just <laughs> made it creepy. I think Jadeite took over the gym. That's that's my headcanon. It's so hard to tell what their plans are and how they work. Like, for example, in episode <laughs> four, the plan is to, to, to hypnotize all these people to do special performances in front of a disco ball in an empty theater that they have right. filled with illusions. But yes. they're already hypnotized. Like, none of the, right. this whole thing no. is not necessary. Nothing Just new. steal their energy. I feel like they're doing so much fucking rigmarole. Wait, I, <laughs> yes. There's got to be a gun that they have that just takes energy from people. No, it's collect energy, eh? profit. That's yeah. the whole business yeah. model. That's the, the whole business complex model. Ways. And there always have to be ways that are extremely specific and relevant to the, the, the lives of teenage girls. Absolutely. 100%. That's the only way we're going to do it because that's, that's the most susceptible time is teenagers. We've seen in several episodes now that, that Jedi... Jedi goes and does some research and essentially like, what are all the kids up to and yep. how can I exploit yeah. this? I mean, they've got the fastest metabolisms. It's, I mean, it just makes sense to me. I'm certain that there is a really good plot further down the line. <laughs> Maybe not in the Deke dub, but I know that there are there is goodness in Sailor Moon and that there are things just... worth exploring. And I feel like we are <laughs> we're not even it's not like we're digging t we haven't dug deep enough into sailor moon it's like we're doing fucking donuts in the parking lot <laughs> i feel like i feel like we have not entered into the gates of sailor moon yet and we're just looking at it from the outside like wow some of those rides look really fun yeah it is somehow not progressing as quickly as i expected it to mm. and it's like i don't mind the monster of the week format not at all it's just but i think what it is right now for me personally and i think this is me as an adult i need my villains to switch up the pitch like they are not trying different sure. tactics yeah. they're just the same thing ever they're this doing the so same power thing power rangers i mean this is yeah. the power yeah. rangers formula. yeah and so i'm just kind of like it, okay it makes it hard for this series to to like really carry water in any kind of serious way like it it because yeah. as you said the villains are not changing their tactic they're doing the exact same thing and i don't think it's like anime sins to talk about that like it no no this is a this is a show that's very important it's based on a manga that moves really fast and has a lot of plot they're just like you say spinning their wheels completely in these first i don't know how many episodes and here's the yeah. thing i don't think it the monster of the week aspect is not the aspect, as you said, that's spinning its wheels. The monster right. of the week aspect, this could be really interesting and could be exploring and introducing different parts of the universe, but it's not. It's just yeah. vaguely touching on like social issues and issues that could be relevant to, to young girls. But I feel like it's it's even then not really even deeply exploring those topics. Right. And so it's like, doing nothing. <laughs> Yeah, like I could I could take it like even if like because, you know, the thing that I'm noticing, especially if nothing else, like with the with the Monster of the Week format is like there's no like returning of the energy like even and this is oh, and yeah, I'm talking totally. about like all four all four episodes we've seen the the Deke dub and then the 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 the, the, the new dub. Um, the energy doesn't like return to the p 
people in a way or like it kind of does but not completely I'm like do you take all it's the energy do you keep it all completely it's hard to yeah, tell like, it's, where it's it goes, not clear like, what it's what plot it's furthering like what like what is are you making any incremental progress whatsoever jadeite what's the timeline is the clock moving are we are, are the villains winning by inches or what yeah like what's happening here jed jedi 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 boy jedi jed. baby jed jed i'm jed. are you in danger of losing your job <laughs> Jed, are you in danger of losing your job? <laughs> <laughs> Jed, Jed has strong spaghetti vibes that I just. Yes. <laughs> it was not scary. It was abnormal. <laughs> I think the boss's kid is here. <laughs> I just that's that's how I feel about it. Like that's that's my thing. So I'm just kind of like where. Where are we going? I don't mind if if the if story progression. Yeah, take is me for a ride. It's fine. Yeah, but yeah, but I just, I do need to see us moving, and I think that's a thing. And I do know this one thing I I wanted to say is that I understand why like ten year old me did not like this series. Mm. Why is because, that? What, what is it exactly? The, you think because of the because of the 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 Deke version, it's really disjointed yeah it's really disjointed and it paints and it, it paints serena and her like it's not Ser serena not so much but like her friends it's really annoying and i would have not found her funny i wouldn't have found her funny or or interesting when i was a kid and i definitely would have like i'm like you don't save those friends your friends are real stupid <laughs> But I was also that mean Jehovah's Witness kid who <laughs> would get back at the classmates she, who were mean to her and say that Chrisanna wasn't real and the Easter Bunny was fake. So Damn. I'd ruin kids' holidays on purpose. Mean Stevie. Whoa. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Okay. Um, All right. <laughs> what is interesting to me, Stevie, I, I, I agree with those points exactly. I see, uh, I, I see very much where this would not resonate. The surprising thing is, is how much it it did for a, a larger population. The fact that it yeah. it became so popular through this dub, which does right. not do yeah. the yeah. story just and like the the original justice, in my opinion. Right, and it's it's so funny to me because like I look at the first two and I'm like Usagi, I'm here, I'm here for yeah. you all day. I'm gonna watch that. That's awesome. But like this edit. I'm like, mm -hmm. no, I feel like I feel like she loses some substance of herself. I feel like she's not totally. as relatable, you know, if I could bring this back full circle to to this anime club itself and, and what we're here to talk about. I think that Sailor Moon for a lot of of kids, it, it's one of those things where this is your first introduction to anime. And even though this yeah. version of it isn't good, it is still different and unique enough to and, and especially in style and, and, and presentation that I that it, obviously it resonated in a way that thankfully like led to a more accurate uh, sort of anime culture in terms of localization and and and, you know, storylines and stuff like that. But uh, I think for a lot of people, this might have been that entry. Yeah, point. absolutely. Absolutely. And this wasn't my entry point in the lineup. No. Um, it wasn't my entry point in the lineup. My entry point in the lineup was Gundam Wing, actually. And mm. um, <laughs> I was an angsty child at a very young age. Um, <laughs> I was a sad gal. I have that show, by the way, in the archives. Yes. Oh, we're going to get that. It's I, on I've the list. I've never oh. seen it, and I desperately oh. want to. <gasps> it's so melodramatic. Max, it's so fucking I keep good, dude. I meaning to watch it and just have it. Oh! 
my god it's a tremendous tv show like genuinely oh. it's really good oh i'm so it's excited really and it cool. got a great it, it i think it got a great i think it will hold up personally yes. because it doesn't get this treatment at all like they no. they they don't pull punches with the fact that gundam is a series about war and that and what war does Hell to people yeah and, yeah you kind of can't you can't really no you um, can't not you one can't. you could have edited like this no not not too much mostly because like you completely lose the story if you if you do like it yeah, doesn't make central. any sense if you don't if you do and rather. there is one gundam series you can do that with and it is yes. also one that i have in the archive which is mobile fighter g gundam which was oh, yeah. one of my favorite animes of all time as that a child one's very fun. that one's very fun i'm so mm. we're gonna get to some good stuff hey next Ma- episode though what yeah what the <laughs> fuck are we doing <laughs> so i'm i have the urge to call an audible here which okay. is I th- am looking at the list of episodes right now. Uh-huh. Episode five, the Deke episode five introduces Sailor Mercury. <gasps> okay. Deke episode seven introduces Sailor Mars. So here's the audible that I want to call because this is anime club because we're not bound to any rules we about do what we want, how long we, we stick do. with it. I want to call an audible and say, let's watch episodes five and seven of the Deke dub. Let's get some plot and introduce some new characters instead of just doing donuts in the Sailor Moon parking lot. What do you think about that? Okay. <laughs> donuts in the Sailor Moon parking lot is very good. That's all I can think of. Um, I agree. I, I completely agree with that. Episodes five yeah. and seven five and of seven. the Deep Dub are next. Okay. Because at least something, at least the status quo will change between these two episodes. And that is what I think we're missing. Like, yeah. these were... These were actually like we've complained a lot. These were kind of fun. They oh, were yeah, very yeah. strange. There's a lot to complain fun. about, but a, 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 I think most or many of the good things we said in the previous episode of this podcast do still apply in terms of Usagi's character and 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 a lot of stuff like. Oh that. God! Oh God! Um, because we didn't. I don't think we we didn't really talk about the talent show and like besides super, the super stupid cruncher and but the comedy duo the girls who decided to be the stand-up comedians with the elephant shoes oh my god (laughs) that gave me vibes of max do you uh, you go you guys both watch dbz right oh yeah i I, yeah that gave me vibes of when the they're doing the bit where king kai demands everyone tell him a joke yep 100 (laughs) percent and tn's tn does this like extremely fierce delivery of the lamest pun you've ever heard Full, yeah, like f- fully putting his whole body into it. Yes, correct. As though he is shooting the Kiko Ho. Yeah. <laughs> That's called committing to a bit. That's how you do it. If you don't play it honestly, it's not funny. We know this. It's first rule of comedy. It's mm-hmm. not, but actually I think it is. I read that book a decade ago. Mel Brooks once said, tragedy is if I cut my finger. Comedy is if you fall in an open manhole and die. Yep. <laughs> yep. That's true. <laughs> yep. Um, but also, y'all, the most important thing that you needed to know between these two episodes is be a star in your own life. Be a star in your own damn I life. I did learn star. some lessons <laughs> from these Mind your business. Be a star in your <laughs> own life. <laughs> and eat normal. Eat normal. <laughs> big steak. Fries have a big steak. Have a big steak. steak. You deserve have it. Big steak. I'm Jack. You're 14 <laughs> years old. Have a big steak. Have a big steak. A big steak as a treat. You know what's a real treat is doing this podcast with YouTube. hundred percent. So fun. So um, fun. All right. Um, I think that's all I, the juice I got. Do you want to do anything? That's all I got. Can I wrap it up? Okay. Yeah. Okay, I'm going to wrap it up then.
That bell means this meeting of the After School Anime Club has come to a close. And uh, it's been so much fun hanging out with you. If you want to keep following the After School Anime Club on Twitter, you can. It's at Anime Club Pod. I'm on Twitter at Max Newland underscore. Stevie, where are you on the internet? I am on Instagram and Twitter under the handle A Smattering in both locations. Uh, how about you, Kostrek? Uh, you can find me at Twitter. It's uh, at Max underscore Attacks. Um, I'm trying to post more. Come say hi. Sometimes we sometimes we try to post, and sometimes the posts make us. You know. Mm-hmm. Sometimes posting feels bad. <laughs> I want to talk to you, listener, about a show that's on the Moonshot Network. Yes. Um, if you like Do listening it. to us talk about Sailor Moon, if you like listening to us talk about anime. May I suggest that you might also enjoy a show called Dead Letter Society. Um, Dead Letter Society is hosted by my good friend Marn, last name, uh, and she and her wife do a kind of book club that is all about horror, thriller, mystery, like that kind of genre uh, horror. It sounds really, really cool. And it's like they get into different genres, like sub-genres too. So there's like some corporate horror and young adult horror and things like that, including stuff like interactive fiction. So I think if you like After School Anime Club and you like this format, you might enjoy that, especially if you're a big horror fan. interactive fiction? I just wonder what interactive fiction is. What is that? Is that like, is that like Boyfriend You know, like, um... Yeah, yeah, like uh, like oh, like Doki Doki Literature Club, like that kind of thing. Like got it, a, got it, got it, got it. Like, like how to novels. fool boyfriend. <laughs> yeah, like how to fool boyfriend. Uh, and again, boyfriend. that's called Dead Letter Society. That's another show on the Moonshot Network, uh, where you can find us and where you can find all kinds of great shows. You can get them online at twitch.tv slash Moonshot Network, uh, at Moonshot Pods on Twitter. It's a great place to be. Really funny, lovely uh, um, environment. They're so great. Um, and remember, uh, you know, podcasts thrive on word of mouth. So if you tag after school anime club in a recommendation tweet to, to a dear friend of yours, we'll give you a shout out on the show. Yeah, do it. Do it. No reviews to read this time, but you will also read your reviews so long as they don't have chicken headed shit. shit. Dems the rules. Dems the rules. Dems the rules. I'm tapping the sign that says rules on it. And, uh, it only has one rule and it, well, it has two rules, five star review and no chicken headed shit. All right, so what do I fucking say at the end of the episode? <laughs> let, me, let me pull up my notes. I can. First the intro, now the outro. Newland's having a day. It's I'm having a day. a day, man. Oh, no. And again, we're so glad we got to spend this time with you. Thank you for listening, and we'll see you at the next meeting. ghosts what about monsters or haunted houses evil furniture stores cannibalism doppelgangers childhood mysteries that involve a strange cult or a scary clown if you answered yes to any of the above you may be eligible to become a patron at the dead letter society's library of terrors dead letter society is a book club podcast about horror mysteries thrillers and all genre of things that go bump in the night Every episode, me, Marn, and my wife Alyssa pick a book from our Library of Terrors to read, then come together to discuss it live on air. Which characters did we get too attached to? What plot twist shocked us? Which scares fell flat and which had us jumping out of our seats in anxiety? 
which character deaths made us lie down on the floor in anguish? You'll just have to join us here in the Library of Terrors to find out. Dead Letter Society is a proud part of the Moonshot Network. You can find us on Twitter at DeadLetterPod, and you can listen to us wherever you get your podcasts. We'll see you soon at the next meeting of the Society.